0: So you just go in and it's all different kinds of cereals yeah, and you can oh, mix that's whatever brilliant. you want. Yeah. Oh, you come up with some terrible stuff, right? <laughs> well this would be great together. <laughs>
1: Maybe you can cook, but that doesn't mean you should start a restaurant. Well actually I can't cook and I am starting a restaurant. Mike's cereal shack. I'm thinking we'll have as many varieties as you can buy in the store. <laughs>
2: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 6-12, running on fumes.
0: Eric and I were out almost till 8 o'clock last night. <laughs>
3: Woo! Yeah, my goodness. Burning the midnight oil. It's the annual event for Milwaukee Press Club, yeah. where they
0: raise money for the scholarships they provide for young journalism students. And you go to the Press Club bar, the Newsroom Pub and Grill. Yep, which is right near Safe House. And then folks
3: throw in tips in the tip jar, and Eric and I tended bar for several minutes. (laughs) Yeah, they have a lot of quote-unquote celebrity bartenders, so you have short shifts, but that's okay. I really credit that event with uh, improving my beer pour. I was solid last night. Yeah, I was impressed.
0: Hit the tap hard, let it roll, let it roll, let it roll, ease up, and boom. Saw a couple of people really butchered that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Eric and I finished it, and... strategically, we always pick the early shift, right? Five mm-hmm. o'clock, we'll be there. We'll, five o'clock, we'll hang out a little bit, yep, and yep. then we'll get going because we have the early hours. Yeah. It never works because then you start running into people and all that.
3: You start, start gathering. start talking. Brandon, start...
0: Eric and I finish our shift at the bar, right, pouring solid beers. And then we switch out and mm-hmm. <laughs> through the, the next round of bartenders in there. And I saw the first couple she poured, and I'm like, nope. Don't want
2: one from her. <laughs> Not ordering from that. Let me show you how it's done yeah, here. Slide to, over. Let us just go back
3: there and take care of that. <laughs> they always have a real bartender that helps you out a little bit, too, which is I nice. I feel bad for that guy. Well, Sean's oh. back there. Like, oh, Sean,
0: oh, where's the... You got a wine order right off the bat. Where's yeah. the Cabernet? I, and he's
3: like, ah, oh, it's downstairs. <laughs> he's running back and forth. I hear I'm just pushing things on the cash register. I don't think I'm supposed to take money out of there, but I did a couple of times.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you do with
0: it. It's fine depending on what you do with it. And then there's the whole mixed drinks. Like, if I'm mixing a drink for me, it's going to look differently than probably the bar sure, wants, right? So, how much? You what know? kind did you
4: have to do?
3: Not uh, just your simple this and Coke. Like rum and whatever.
4: Coke. But that makes me laugh, seven.
3: though, Debbie. Like, honestly, like, and why cream, in the world would you order a tequila sunrise from an amateur bartender? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? To
4: make you feel awkward. That's why. All
3: right. As long as you
0: don't mind how it tastes. That was part of the drill. And as long as you're throwing in the tip jar, I guess it's all good for <laughs> sure, Milwaukee yeah. Press Club. 614. Brandon's Got Sports coming up next.
2: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Box luck runs out in Vegas as they fall to the Indiana Pacers in the semi-round of the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. This one by a final of 128-119, to 119, eliminating them from playing for a championship on Saturday night. Giannis led the Bucs with 37 points and added 10 rebounds, but ultimately his team fell short.
4: The biggest thing I believe is that we gotta we gotta want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nobody's gonna give you nothing. Sometimes I feel like we expect just because we have great players out there, that Tyrese Halliburton or Miles Turner or Naismith or Buddy Hill would just give us the game. Like, no, we have to mm-hmm. we have to be better.
2: We have to go out there and take it. Giannis shouldering some of the blame in the loss. Head coach Adrian Griffin also taking some of the blame. He shared some of his thoughts on the in-season tournament following the loss. I think the tournament is good as far as, um, you know, you're playing in, you know, high-stakes game. Um, you know, the media, the... the uh, the excitement around it has been great. I think we handled it well. Not the outcome that we wanted, but, you know, you can learn from these uh, these games and what we need to do to get better. And uh, that's what it's just about. Uh, take the good, make our corrections, and then get ready for the next game. The Bucks will have a couple of days off before they host Chicago on Monday night. The 6-6 six six Green Bay Packers are prepping for a trip out to the Big Apple to play the Giants on Monday night football. The Pack have won three straight games, and with the schedule softening up a little bit down the stretch, the preparation and approach will remain the same. And we approach it the same way. Um, obviously, we, we take it one week at a time. We give all of our focus to whoever we got that week, um, and we, we we give everybody respect. You know, we don't we don't doubt anybody or or you know take a game off or anything like that. We we give everybody respect and just take it that one game at a time. Um, and, and our mindset is just to focus and go win. Quarterback Jordan Love there following the team's practice on Thursday. The pack did get some good news. Running back Aaron Jones and cornerback Jair Alexander returning to the practice field. However, receiver Christian Watson did not as he recovers from a hamstring injury suffered in that Week 13 win. Head coach Matt LaFleur unable to really provide any timetable for the return of the second year wideout. I can't really
0: declare that one way or the other. So I know he's getting the treatment and hopefully uh, it'll be sooner rather than
2: later. And lastly, sticking with the NFL, at week least he four. expanded on it a little bit. Yeah, so, I don't know. Next, right? Which is good news, and which could be good news to clear that one
0: way or another.
2: Yeah. Uh, lastly, the uh, Week 14 kicked off Thursday night. The Patriots beating the Steelers on Thursday night football by a final score of 21 to 18. And back to the Bucks, Vince. You know, I was watching that game last night. Uh, part of me was blaming you and Eric for that loss. What? Because we talk too much about the championship banner. We don't need a. Par- we, you brought it up. The parade or not a parade? Before we even got to the championship round. So after I broke another remote, I then. You
3: did not.
0: You broke something else. Yesterday? I was
2: irritated last night over the night.
0: in-season tournament. That's on so you. <laughs>
3: you, <laughs> you mean, actually, responsibility we had for we had uh, commentators <laughs> on our Facebook page upset with us not focusing on the Pacers. Also, you should be focusing on the Pacers, not on who's going to. Raise the banner. I didn't know what I could do to help the game yesterday, but Talking about the banner, wasn't it, Eric? (laughs) I shouldn't have been focused (laughs) on that. Evidently not. 619
0: on Wisconsin's Morning News. 623 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I'm going to play for you a familiar sound. Now, the song is not important. I I chose it because, well, okay, you'll see. But see if you recognize this sound.
3: You got it? E? There's a little baby xylophone. Yeah, there.
0: that's exactly right. The classic, the Fisher Price name brand, if you like. The kid's xylophone.
3: Playing one of the most recognizable, iconic well, so movie scores in the history of the Yeah, so if I had to pick
0: some noise coming
3: out of that product, that was gonna be All it. Right. It's a
0: Little tiny right? John Williams. D- yeah. Every kid has one of these, right? Sure. I remember it like being in my house. And I don't know if I got it, you know, if my little brother got it or if it was my toy or whatever, but I remember kicking that around at my house and my kids had one, mm-hmm. right? But one more child here in southeast Wisconsin is going to have this under the Christmas tree thanks to the Capco Kids to Kids Toy Drive, which we will champion throughout the day today. So I was out at the Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Grafton Thursday, helping promote the drive and collect toys. And a guy came up, "What's, what's this about? What's going on here? We told him, yeah, we're collecting toys and here's where it goes.
3: So we went over there to Toyland at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, picked that up, threw it in the bin. That's awesome. Didn't even pay for it; just grabbed it off the shelf. Yeah, and he just it. threw it
0: in there. He said, "Oh, so all this stuff just goes right in here." No, he went and bought it. He had a receipt. So we would encourage you to continue doing that. You can do that at Blaine's Farm and Fleet location in Grafton. They've got a bin; they'll collect those donations today. But here's what we're doing: uh, wtmj.com. If you'd like to donate, so how that works is you can click on photos and donate on behalf of individual shows. So we hope you will choose Wisconsin's Morning News. Yeah, mm. Not that any
3: of that really nope, matters. No, nope. just want to just want the donation. And so you can make cash
0: donations or go out and visit the shows, starting with uh, WTMJ Steve Scafidi and WTMJ Now. We'll be broadcasting live until 6 o'clock mm-hmm. out at uh, the Capco headquarters there, right off of Highway 60 in Grafton. So Scafidi's going to be out there, Wagner out there, Matzik, all going to be out broadcasting live through 6 o'clock.
3: What's super cool about the event, and I've been to the big culminating event at Capco several years. The big to-do? Yeah, and I brought the kids there and all that. First of all, you see like a million toys. You, You know that they go local, which is super awesome, that it's all it goes to kids here in the state. But also, I mean, the whole idea of kids to kids, the whole big Jonathan Green mechanism there, right, like where children are also donating these toys. So it's the idea of like okay, a kid is going to pick the toy off the shelf because they know that someone else would really like this also and that they're making that donation. And also the the number of children and young adults who are helping with the effort. It's just cool. Just it, Capco does it right. They're helping you like... Develop a child from start to finish. Okay, we want to donate something. This is how we do it. Here's how we can be a better person and build more character. It's great. They've also engaged the the local high
0: schools, Cedarburg Homestead, Grafton involved port. I think is in there, and they have this student leadership council that also works to drive generation uh, to generate sponsorships and toy drives in the area as well. So you're right; it is kids to kids, and that's the idea. Plus, over the years, three hundred fifty thousand toys donated to area so families. if you go see steve today tell him that you like our show better <laughs> and you can text the word kids to the old national bank talking text line and we'll send you the link <laughs> packers injury outlook is both improved and mm, kind of not good for monday night brandon snide looks at that at six forty-five. all right food trends
3: for 2024 here we go. The flavor forecast from McCormick is out. That we've all been asking for. Yes, this is McCormick's <laughs> annual report. I know you've been okay, waiting yes. all week about this. Tell They're, me what I want the to The latest eat. culinary trends. Get ready for 2024 to be the year of the tamarind. The tamarind tree is native to Asia and Africa, but it also grows in tropical climates around the world. It produces pods of fruit that taste sweet and sour when ripe. Yes. And of I've course had, Oh, I love them. Yeah, well... Amazingly, Debbie, McCormick actually is out with like a new tamarind spice that they're, gonna, they're also going to sell. So that, anyway, that, that's part of the flavor forecast. It also is calling for a new trend, and I thought you'd be interested in this, Vince, called Newstalgic Foods nostalgic foods. You know how we're like nostalgic for stuff? Okay. This would be for food. So restaurants are going to embrace the idea of reintroducing oh, no- childhood, childhood favorites. Yeah, but it's called nostalgic for some reason. Oh, so this is the new nostalgia. Yeah. Which so, is kind of an oxymoron. Childhood favorites with a gourmet twist in restaurants. Okay, cool. So I don't know if that means like fruit loops. That like means mock some- turkey leg. Or mock chicken leg. Right, yeah. Like, sure. that'll be the new thing. Chicken nuggets, mac and cheese. You got to go after those Gen Xers who right. like to throw money at silly things like that. Cheddarwurst. Yeah, yes. So, think of that. It's coming. Ramen noodles, maybe, in some fashion. We've already yeah, seen that pop. Right, deluxe. Like, like grown mm-hmm. it, Restaurants put it on the thing. Grown-up mac and cheese, you know grown-up ramen. I want a cereal bar. Kind of like when you go to Yo-Yo Ma. Okay. Is that the place? Or Yo Mama. Yo-Yo Ma. Yo <laughs> Mama. Yo Mama, you go there and you can, like, make your own Put your toppings on the yeah. frozen yogurt. Maybe yeah. do that with cereal. So you just go in and it's all different
0: kinds of cereals? Yeah, and you can oh, mix that's whatever brilliant. you want. Yeah. Oh, you come up with some terrible stuff, right? <laughs> well, this would be great
1: together. <laughs> Maybe you can cook, but that doesn't mean you should start a restaurant. Well, actually, I can't cook, and I am starting a restaurant. Mike's Cereal Shack. I'm thinking we'll have as many varieties as you can buy in the store.
0: 642, Wisconsin's morning news. You know, police dogs long been a part of law enforcement. And, you know, just like folks say about their beloved pets, these are members of our family, these canine officers become really a part of the law enforcement community. In particular, they become important partners to their primary handlers. So unlike the usual scenario, you know, like Eric's my partner in the morning, right? We still go home to our respective houses. Sure. Cops partner up, they're in the in the squad together, and then they go home they get to their own They get time away from each other, yeah. Right. But in this scenario where your partner is one of these canine officers, they live with their handlers while on duty and then continue after retirement. And then sadly, dogs die eventually. It's not necessarily a happy ending. Franklin Police Detective is sharing the story of canine Bane with WTMJ's Libby Collins.
4: I made a call to a pet cremation company in preparation for this. I've been putting it off just to get an idea about how to prepare for it. So I called the cremation company and they were wonderful. Basically, at any point that Bain passes, they will make themselves available to take Bane. When we dedicated the statue, we had an American flag flown on our flagpole for 24 hours over the city. And it was brought down by the honor guard. And I have it folded up at home. And they even agreed to burn that flag with Bane. His time is coming. There are no words to describe the loss. There are no sentiments that anybody can give you that makes you feel better because you do. You feel alone. You feel like your heart's been ripped out and you feel like nobody understands. But through this journey with Bain, I've realized that a lot of people, thousands of people that have communicated with Bane and I through his social media, they do understand
0: you can hear more of this emotional story of canine Bain from his police handler, that's Franklin Detective Holly McManus, with Libby Collins Sunday at 11 on WTMJ Conversations. 653 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I just got text
3: scolded by my wife.
1: Keep it clean. I can't imagine why. No, it's, it's an I, accident. I, I, look, I don't think you did anything wrong. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate that.
1: (laughs) I got your back. Tell your wife I got your back. Yeah, you're going to get it from your wife too. (laughs) Don't let him drag you into that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, so that's that. That funny you should mention that because we were talking about earlier this week on our show that maybe some of us uh, owe some different members of the Packers an apology. I mean, we got pretty negative about them. You know, Joe Barry in particular. No, so I, don't, I don't recall any negative thoughts <laughs> or expressions about the Packers yeah, when they lost about? four straight. So then that got us down, you know, we started spiraling down into the hierarchy of apologies. And, like, what, you know, when, when you're actually apologizing to someone, like, where do certain things rank? Like, I think what most people are looking for is just the I'm sorry. But, like, if you add the I'm so sorry, does that become more disingenuous? Jen brought up the idea of I sincerely apologize, which to me, despite adding the word sincerely, is the most insincere thing you can do because nobody's <laughs> actually said the words I sincerely apologize. It's only in one of those like long, convoluted, uh, you know, social media Statements, posts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I sincerely <laughs> oh, apologize. Oh, yeah. like, that, I sincerely apologize. has never been said out loud. It has only been in written word.
3: Sincerely is kind of like, honestly, you're not going to, I honestly apologize. Yeah. You wouldn't say that. No. What about like my I, right, bad? I hope so. Can you say my bad? Yeah. So
1: I feel like my bad's pretty far down. Like, like my bad, like that's just a quick one, you know, mm. whoops, you know, kind of whoops. a, you know, kind of a quick one. <laughs> the, the Wisconsin favorite,
3: the Ope. Oh yeah! Oh my bad. Yep. Oh, well, multiple times a day, I say. Yeah, that my
1: one. mistake. I messed up. I owe you an apology. These are all ones we came up. We we put up a graphic on our um, on our social media page at Gen Gabe Chewy on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, shout out to Ashton Rotman who did it in the form of like a notes app because that's when you see <laughs> that's how you see most of those apologies sure. come through. But like when you guys apologize or you're looking for an apology, if somebody says I apologize, is that good enough?
0: I'm looking like if it's some sort mm-hmm. of and so we're not talking about the ope. like yeah. that, excuse me because yeah. well, yep,
1: the, the op is usually like right. you're trying to get through yeah, you're, 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 minor. Sitting you're, you're sitting well you're sitting in the stadium now you got to get yeah. up you got to walk oh let me slide past you yeah. you know you're just trying to get past people if you've
0: like that. done something for which you are truly regrettable g- regretful mm-hmm. and you are sorry I think along with the apology you have to have some sort of. Hey, that's explanation of what you did that's on and me. why you think you're sorry. Right? You know what? Yesterday, Eric, I told you this. You know, yeah. I was in a bad place. I'm sorry, but I, I put you in a bad mm-hmm. mood because I was complaining. I'm I'm really sorry about that.
3: There you go. I wanted some some sort of give me a couple of sentences. I, in there I like on me. me because then that mm. hey that's, I own this. that's on me that was my bad that i i'm the one that did that thing that was awful yeah.
1: well cuz yeah it, it all comes down to ownership right, right. and it yes. feels like most apologies are just kind of like you're a 4 year old and your mother's like what do you say sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> fine i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> if you had a fine in front of it is that no it doesn't really count right.
0: i'm sorry no it doesn't, doesn't really count
1: yeah so it's it's all about like actually taking responsibility yes. Um, to which Chewy decided when it comes to Joe Barry, he said, "My bad, but you still suck." <laughs> and I think that's
0: <laughs> Probably on the bottom that's, of your list. Yeah, that's, or... <laughs> I,
1: I don't think it quite made the list yes. there. But you know, okay, you know, I, I will, I will sincerely apologize to Vince's wife for encouraging his behavior. <laughs> yeah, you laughed earlier today. <laughs> yes, I laughed. It's my fault. It was funny. Your very presence yeah. draws it out in you, <laughs> kid. Jen Gabe and Chewy
0: up next on ESPN Milwaukee. That's our pal Gabe Knight. So thanks, pal. Business headlines are up next on this year's program. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchen.